The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. On today's episode of USC Unfiltered, Jimmy is not here, but my good buddy Jamie English is here. Hello. Yes, Jamie. We got the great, very funny comedian Michael Che from Saturday Night Live in studio with us. Then we have Justin Gaethje calling in, talking about this new season of The Ultimate Fighter. And speaking of that Ultimate Fighter, we have a fighter from there, Nico Montano calls in. It's a party. Give a listen. Shaws are dropped throughout this arena. Nobody is sitting down. Chasing that finish. Elbows raining down. Oh! On the button. Are you kidding me? Oh, he hurt him again. He's out. This is UFC Unfiltered. And now, your hosts, Jim Norton and Matt Sarah. Hello, everybody. It's me, Matt Sarah. Jim Norton is away still in Iceland having adventures that we're going to hear about next week. Chris, the producer, is here as always. Yeah, hi guys. And we got our good friend of the show, Jamie English, in studio. Hello, lads. Oh, there's that accent that we know and love. You can get close to that thing. Like like Jim Norton with a certain thing, get close to it like you want (laughs) to lick it or something. Um, I'm excited. Listen, today we got uh, for Saturday Night Live uh, the very funny Michael Che, who's going to be coming in studio. Excited about that? I am a like comedian. He does. He does the. Uh, <laughs> dude, you look. Un- you look uncomfortable, like a Jurassic Park creature. Could you pull that thing closer to your face? There you go. Better hey, right or no? Like look, this thing moves. It's like a fucking like a transformer. Oh, here comes Chris, the producer, running oh, around. Shit. He keeps running around. Look at this. See, get him comfortable. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Really look, don't knock shit over though, Chris, the producer. <laughs> look, see, how I sit back. I don't like sitting back like this though, guys. Like you and Jimmy, because you're so lean. And when I sit back like this, see, I look a little chubby. <laughs> I did a hashtag the other day after my road. I put um, chubby yet dangerous hashtag. Because <laughs> I am. I'm chubby yet I'm pretty dangerous. I'm, I'm, I'm ripping Kimoras. You are dangerous. God, do I love jujitsu. But let's not, well, listen, that, that's getting redundant. We could always, I, I can't tell you how many people hit me up and get in touch with me telling, telling me that they started jujitsu because of how passionate I am when I talk about it. Yeah. That's great. It's fantastic. I'm spreading the, I'm spreading the good word. Yes, you are. Changes people's lives. 100%. It does. It really does. I believe it. You've been rolling lately. I have. Have you been? Yeah. Uh, gi or no gi? Uh, gi. I like that. Yeah. Jamie English. Yeah. Now you're one of those purple belts. The purple for still. I am a purple belt. Yeah. It's like it's almost like I got a 
James James Gabert. You know James Gabert? He teaches the Muay Thai at my school. Yeah, the yeah. Angry Snowman. Yeah, used yeah. To fight. He's uh, a purple belt for like twenty years. The guy <laughs> yeah, thing yeah. looks like a, somebody took a cheese grater to it. <laughs> yeah, that's you know, because they you do enough and then you stop and you just kick pads for another six months and yeah. then you get back on the mat. That's exactly how it is. For yeah, me. It's dude. It's a journey though. Don't worry. Yeah. It's not a race. No, thank God. Did you? Uh, and we're gonna talk about it. You know who else we got calling in? We got we got a couple of people calling in, okay. and both from the same show. It's the new, the new old. And I just watched it. Uh, he's not even paying a fucking attention. <laughs> Yo, Chris, do something. I'm listening. I'm you, what's happening? What are you, doing? you playing? What are you on Twitter? I, I was just answering something. Uh, our, our guest is here. But go ahead. All right, cool. We're gonna have him yeah. in in a second. We got Justin Gaethje calling in yep. later. You know, he's coaching versus uh, Eddie Alvarez on the new Ultimate Fighter. The new Ultimate Fighter. What, what's it called again? Um, I just watched a it. new world champion season twenty six. So it's called Fighter. a new world champion. Yeah, yeah, it's a big fucking title. But it's fun <laughs> though. It's with the girls. The girls always f- have fun fights. Yeah, and uh, we'll probably talk about it later on because I'm gonna have Michael Chain here in a second. Yeah, but that, you watched you watched last night. Yeah, so right? yeah, it was very exciting the flyweight division. So it's looking great though. It is, yeah. but I'll tell you, I enjoyed that, uh, that that Roxanne was on that season with Ronda Rousey versus Misha Tate. Oh yes, right. And yeah. it's I and I've met her personally. She's always such a pleasant person, right? And uh, it's really good to see her back in there. And it's amazing to see the uh, the the progress, um, how her game changed yes. and evolved from the first time she was on that show. Yeah, she seemed overwhelmed from the first time, and then now she seems so much more confident. Are you familiar with her at all? Yeah, you I, watch I, her? I, I watched a few of the clips. Uh, she had stuff. some fights uh, in, in Invicta. Yeah, she was and, a champion. Wasn't yeah, she? yeah, she was kicking ass. Yeah, and it's a, and it really, I believe uh, she did, she gives a lot. She, you could tell she's so um, into her team, which is a great thing. Yeah, it's a really so. good when you have a good support system, a good team around you, and you can tell she's so she's carrying a flag proud, the syndicate flag over in um in vegas yeah she teaches she she loves teaching the kids class and whatnot but the other girl she fought what's the name of the girl she fought again i'm sorry uh, uh roxanne yeah she fought last night it's I, it's on the tip of my tongue i just freaking watched it um, um i'm sorry i forget but she, she was, was she tough was very, very tough. tough good hands you know good hands she uh, clocked her right away pretty accurate yeah but uh roxanne has a lot of experience and it's one of right. those things where she always was a really good grappler but and she was good in jujitsu. You can tell me she loves jujitsu. But now she's starting to really put things together, standing up, doing it awkwardly. And if you have, when you have that grappling background, especially in jujitsu, it, it frees you up more because you're not really afraid of the wherever it ends up on the floor. Right. You know, it's more yeah. freeing. Yes. You can let those punches fly. So that's that's what I see. The major difference is uh, the, how she's putting everything together with that stand, the new improved stand up. What's up? It was Shanna Dobson. Yes. Yes. Tough. Tough girl. Yeah, I don't think that's the last we see. No, her. that's a tough draw to get yeah, Roxanne. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, li- I did like it a lot. I thought that she showed a lot of promise. You know, this is gonna be a fun season. I think. I, to- I think, I, I, I think yeah. I'm, I'm back in. Not that I was out. No, but I'm in. I know what you mean. You know what I mean. Sometimes yeah. you got season starts. Like, all right, yeah. this, this is gonna be cool. And for some reason, with the girls, it's always good, man. Because they, it's not that they're tougher than guys, but. They never really, you never see any girls cower at all. Like, you know what I mean? You see some of the guys cower before the girls or break before the girls. Yeah. I don't know if it's because the girls could take each other's shots better or whatever the case may be, but they're very technical because they don't have that sh- man's strength to really try to force technique, especially in the grappling realm but or in the wrestling. You know what I mean? They can't yeah. really try to force things, which yeah. guys do, yeah. and it makes them a little, you know, less technical in the beginning stage anyway of, of, of learning uh, an art like a jujitsu or even wrestling yeah and it, i think it, they're relative like the women's divisions are rel- obviously in terms of the context of the ufc or the, the mixed martial arts world it's a newer realm now there's not 
it's coming up. It's like boxing, I think, year, a few years back for women. Like, it only started to gain some traction after a while, and I right. feel that's what's happening now. You know. And, and this weight class now is the which weight is it again? It's flyweight, one hundred twenty-five pounds. One hundred and twenty-five pounds. That's good now. I mean, so now what's the weight classes now with the girls, Chris? The producer. It's one fifteen is strawweight, and one thirty-five is bantamweight. So yeah. this is right in between. So I think you're looking at it a lot of options a, for everybody to move up or down or yeah, whatever. Yeah, because I, I feel people didn't really have that. That you know they were either fighting way over what they should have been, right. or they were struggling, you know, to get to the right weight for themselves. Well, so. I mean, last time <clears throat> Roxanne was on the show, that was at a higher weight class. That was at the one. Th- that was at the one thirty-five right. tournament. Right. So there you go. Yeah. Well, she looked good last night, man. Yeah, yeah, I was very. You impressed. know, yeah. she looked great. She looked good. And now is the fight set up for next week? Because I, I actually stopped right before they go to next week or this season. Yeah. I, I, I stopped before that. Are we um, set for that? Yeah, they picked. Check, they picked so. their. Uh, didn't they pick their fights and then they announced it at the end? I believe. Yeah, I don't. Know. I'd have to check. Hold on one second. Hey, while well, he's looking at that, what do you think of Eddie Alvarez versus Just, Justin Gaethje? I think it's a super exciting fight. Yeah. Yeah, because like, Gaethje's coming. He's eighteen and zero, and he's he's in your face every opportunity, and he's so tough. What he did to Michael Johnson was very impressive. Michael Johnson is 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 a dangerous dude. Yeah. But he's he's started off strong before and 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 fell off before. You right. know, not that. Hey, listen, he's fighting world yeah. guys like Habib and yeah. and uh, now yeah. Justy's fighting world class guys. What's yes. up, Chris? You gonna say something? No, no, I'm just saying. all right. But um, you know, Eddie Alvarez is a battle tested dude, man. It, it really sucks when a lot of guys, and I'm not saying this is really happening for Eddie, but you know, it, it, you're almost. And in, in, in this game, especially, like, you're only as good as your last fight sometimes. You're, you know what I mean? That's right, how it yeah, feels. That's, that's what a lot of people So, uh, you know, after a while, like, people look back on somebody's whole career and it kind of blends in. And, you know, that's not really the case as far. But when it's fresh, when you just lost, and in the way he just lost to Connor. Oh, actually, he had a fight since. I'm sorry. Versus, uh, but that was a little controversial. Against was, Poria, uh, yeah. Yeah, that thing. Was that, was that a... Did they? How was that ruled? Uh, I don't know if it. I I'm not sure if there was an actual ruling on it yet, but I think it. Ended why up was that weird content. again? Tell me again why that was stopped. Uh, illegal knee. Yes, that's yeah. right. That's right. All right. So he came back and had a, a good performance yes. before it got oh, yeah. Yeah. stopped. So he definitely shows that. Uh, you know, he's. I don't know. He's. He's been in so many wars. He's been the champion before in more than one organization. Uh, I think it's a. It's definitely a nice fight. I mean. It's a nice matchup. Definitely. You know what I mean? Style-wise. Yeah. yeah. You know? I mean, you're going to see some fireworks. It's unquestionable. The thing, I, the thing about Justin that I'm not like crazy about is I feel like he actually takes his eyes off his opponent. Like, I think he's getting hurt with these shots. I don't know if it's the shots that are powerful, but it's almost like when a boxer like puts his head down, he's got those big gloves, and he kind of like takes the shots to come back. Like You know what I mean? Like he's doing it with these little gloves and he's getting clipped. You see his last fight? Yeah. What Michael you saw that with Michael Jones? Yeah. Uh what is your, what is your take on that? Uh, well it's it's What it, do you think about that as as a Muay Thai it's like it personally it's not my favorite style where, you know, you're kinda of given to take and giving and then you know, taking it to give and, and like more trading. Like you said, it's a risk. But it I mean, it's up to the end. I think per- your personality comes out. In your fight, you know, it's not just your skill it's set. Like, you're it's, almost like a, it's almost like a Chris Lieben style. You, well, you know, yeah. Like where you, you're you, taking something to give some, but yeah. eventually it catches up to you. Well, that's what I was saying. Like, it, like it's not going to, pro- you know, it doesn't look like it's going to prolong your career if you're going to, you know, how many of those are you going to be able to, to go through? And and so, like, even like, like so the the great fighter and the champion, uh, Frankie Edgar, you know, 
uh, as much as I admire him, and, and it, he does take a lot of shots, and it's and it's you know I, I know him, and so it's upsetting for me personally. I'm like, oh, you know, like you don't know how you know because it, it's almost like there's a switch, you know, with your chocolate dolls and people, and then all of a sudden. Yeah. It's it's almost like it's overnight, and you, they're just not the same. Yeah. And then they get hit with shots that wouldn't have wouldn't have phased them, and they seem to just fall away. So, um, you know, who can predict that? But it's definitely more predictable when you have that style of fighting. You know, you right. you can generally be like, how many of these fights do you want? Because it's a very limited game as it is. So I feel like you're reducing your opportunities to be in the game longer when you fight like that. And and let's face it, I mean, these fighters need to make as much as their potential earnings can be for as long as possible because you're talking about the next 30, 40 years of your life when you finish fighting. Right. Are you, are you going to just not work anymore? So you, you're trying to make, for me, you would be trying to make yourself last in the game to make the, the yeah. most money that you can, you know? Like St. Pierre <laughs> didn't take much of a beating at all in a lot of fights, but then towards the end, like that 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 Johnny Hendricks fight yes. was a rough one for him. Yes. He got he got took that kick from Carlos Condon. Yeah. You know, um, but you know, before that, it was a while. You know, a while since he got hurt. Right. You know what I mean. He'd usually yeah. come go out of there uh, unscathed. Right. And it was weird because he almost got. Well, it was because sometimes it would go the distance, but he would almost get uh, shit for it, basically, because yeah. he's playing it safe. But then, yeah. Hey, man, that guy was on top, and and nobody stopped him. In how long? You know what I mean. Well, well not to be that guy. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I, I didn't say for that. No. But. Uh, you know, I'm interested in that on November 4th. That's, uh, that's with huge. the next sec. I just got announced. Yeah. Chris, the producer. The GSP. Uh, yes. CPR uh, <laughs> Bisping. Yeah. That is official. Yes. Hey, Jamie. That's you, the headline. He's occupied on that side of the room. Because I'm just texting. Are you okay? Our booker's outside. It's, yes, I apologize. Go ahead. It's, it's fun, though. We <laughs> like to. Because I'm talking to Jamie. I look over this guy. I'm like, where's this guy? His hands are under the table. <laughs> it's doing? disturbing. Texting. I'm just trying not to, <laughs> to bother you guys. I got this new virtual reality system. <laughs> Listen to me. I don't want to switch gears. We're not going to talk about it long. It's called Vive, V I V E. Jamie, I know you're not into video games. I, I don't mind them. What's the last game you played? Pac Man? I like FIFA. You know me. I'm English. Ooh, you like I'm all FIFA. about the football, Ooh, the soccer. FIFA. You know? Well, I, don't, I didn't play that on it, but I got the John Wick game on it. Oh, really? I felt like a, a five foot six stocky John Wick <laughs> in that thing, getting sweaty. Fucking ducking down, shooting things. It's like you got the helmet on, right? <laughs> fucking, you got these high thing on and the thing. So you and you're in. You go. You start in a hotel, and the guy's like, "Hello, Mister Wick." You know, this yeah. guy meets you. He's like, "Dude, you're in a fucking law hotel lobby. You're no longer." At, at you got house. the goggles on? Or yes, of course you got the goggles on. That's I got awesome. this is a reality, a virtual reality. Wow. So and so then the, you go into an elevator, right? And you shut the thing, and it's different. You go to either a parking garage, is the first one you start off with, and you you open up the 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 car uh, hood, no, the trunk, so you get more like something to hide behind. You get your guns out, you're showing throwing grenades. Oh my god! They're shooting from across the street. You got to turn around. It feels like you're in the game. Wow! I should get I should get sponsored by them. I talk about it too much. <laughs> you should definitely. What the fuck? Why am I giving them free press? Can I get a fucking game? When it's good, it's good, right? <laughs> Can I get at least a game for free, you fucks? <laughs> I'll tell you, I haven't played my Xbox since. Oh, right. Well, I'm not surprised. That sounds amazing. This is stuff a grown man talks about. But yeah. seriously, Jamie, Jamie, it's fun stuff, though. I really. I, I, I had my, my cousins over. You know, I got cousins from Holland. No? Oh, you got Dutch cousins? Yeah, David. David oh. Sarah. All right. Yes. Yeah, so right? Steve yeah. and Sarah, Lizzie, Sarah, they had kids. So they came over. They were visited last night, and I had them playing it, and they were like, holy shit. Oh, okay. Holy moly. So it's basically, it has an international appeal. <laughs> oh, that's great. What a good uh, time. All right, we got our guests coming in. Let's right bring now. him in. Michael Che. 
Yeah. Michael Che. Yes, there from Saturday Night Live. Sweet. Thanks a lot. What's up, Michael? How are you? Matt Sarah, man. How are you? Nice to meet you, bro. You can jump over there, man. How are you? Yes. That's your seat, uh, Michael, right, right there. there. All right. Michael Che. The very funny Michael Che from Saturday Night Live is joining us. You can throw those headphones on if you yeah, want, buddy. Hello, guys. Nice. What's going on? Now, what's with the hoodie? Is it a bad hair day, or is it just... No, it's just uh, it's an early <laughs> morning for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Believe it or not, even, uh, what is it, one? <laughs> I don't, hey, man, I'm with you. My, my, my schedule's all screwed up. You're from Manhattan, though, right? Yeah, I'm from Lower East Side. Born and raised out here? Born and raised. I went to school right down the block, actually. Nice. Lower East Side, where about me? What's that? What about in the Lodi side? Uh, well, boy, all over the place. Uh, Forty-five Allen Street. Okay. Uh, yeah. Cause well, I live, I live there now. So. Oh yeah. I live on Orchard Street. Yeah. Orchard, that's right. Yeah, they used to sell coats and and pickles. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Coats yeah. and pickles. <laughs> not not much has changed. <laughs> Don't let uh, Jamie Jamie English's accent uh, throw you off. He, you know, he was born in Liverpool, right? I mean, that's right, mate. Yeah, you got it right. Uh, Jamie English kind of gave it away. Right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been, I've been. I like. I like. Uh, do. I performed in uh, England. That's like the cool thing about doing these. You know, these kinds of jobs where you get to actually travel the world. When would I ever get to go to England? Right. That's good. Yeah. When would you ever get to come here? That's right. That's how I feel with the fighting, man. It brought yeah. me all over the place. For sure. Exactly. You know? That's the best part. Now, do you watch uh, any mixed martial arts, the UFC? I watch a little. My uncle was a martial artist. Oh, cool. And uh, Well, is a martial artist. And nice. And he, he had like karate schools and uh. and my brother did martial arts. So they always, they was heavy into boxing and martial arts. But of, of course, you know, mixed martial arts is pretty recent. Yeah. So they just like, you know, karate and, uh, and boxing. So I, I grew up more so in boxing because yeah. it was on TV more. And then I remember... Um, when MMA came out, we, we would get the tapes. We would rent the videotapes. Yeah. You get to watch like a 5'11 a white dude fight this 6'5, <laughs> 600 pound black guy. Yeah. It was just like, it was like crazy. Then it started to kind of, and of course, you know, you watch pro wrestling and you get to, yeah. you know, learn like Ken Shamrock and guys like yeah. that. Yeah. So, you know, uh, uh, Dan Severin and uh, Tank Abbott oh, guys. Those so are some guys. To, yeah. yeah. So then, you it's know, old school. You yeah. start, then that's how I kind of got familiar with it from yeah. my uncle. Yeah. And my brothers. Now, the, the, you said you watched boxing. Did you love watch, boxing? Did I you watch been... the uh, the Mayweather uh, McGregor, McGregor fight? I did. Tell me your thoughts. I it went exactly as I thought it would go. It it went exactly like I thought. I thought Mayweather was going. He always takes a, a few rounds, three rounds. Yeah. To uh, uh, you know, feel. I think he. I, I think he just wanted to see what he had. Yeah. He had to see for himself what he had. What what his punching power was. What is what his movement was. What kind of angles he was going to give him. And after like three rounds, he was just gonna march him and just make him shoot his shot and just march him down, just like the Shane Mosley fight. After he got hurt with that with that punch, and he just walked Shane down for for the next eight rounds, eight or nine or so rounds. I thought it would go just like that. I even called the round, the stoppage. Oh, really? I got into an argument with with Dave Chappelle <laughs> at the at a comedy club. He yeah. said he said it would be two rounds. Oh, two rounds with Floyd winning. Two I rounds. yeah. I said I said ten. Oh, wow, I'll tell you right now, you should have bet on that shit. I should have bet. <laughs> he tried to bet. Right? He bet too late, but I, I called it. I, I swear to you. Well, that's I big. It. Well, I mean, you know, Mayweather said that uh, it went as planned, you know, he, that he was going to let him shoot his load and then just take him out in the later rounds, get him in the deep waters. That's how he fights. It is how he fights, but it is amazing. Like, all the boxing, like... Like I was watching some of those roundtable uh, discussions, and like the real boxing purists, and they're like, "Oh, if he's not gonna 
It's going to be a shutout. He's not going to be able to touch him. You really think he's going to be able to touch him? He's going to land a punch. He's... So in that in that sense, it is nice that, I mean, not for nothing, McGregor never had a professional boxing match in his life. Well, you guys so, think, the guy's he's long, he's 170 pounds, yeah. and he's active. Yeah. He's going to touch him, you yeah, know, yeah. especially if Floyd decides to come forward. He's gonna. That's yeah. why he doesn't come forward. I don't think he respected his power as much as uh, people thought he would. And I think that discouraged McGregor a lot, which probably made him tired because yeah. he, you know, he, he knew he was in there for a long fight. And I think that that probably made him more tired. You know, you think tired, you'll be tired. It was interesting, though. It was, it was it, interesting. It, it was. It kept me. He's not gonna let me. He's not gonna let Pacquiao <laughs> hit him a hundred and ten times in ten rounds. I, I yeah, he'll let McGregor because I don't think he believed in his punch. He, he, he doesn't turn his punches over. He, he had like a lot of slappy, choppy punches. And when he, when when I when he got tired in that tenth round, like it's it reminded me of uh, I don't know if you saw Conor McGregor's fight with uh, his fights with Nate Diaz. I did. Uh, they were fun. The first one was great. The second one was great too. Uh, second one was close. interesting. It second was one was really. I, I thought he won that one. A lot of people said that. I, I don't. I didn't understand the discrepancy. Yeah. I thought he definitely. I, won. I'd have to see it again. I remember thinking Nate. Uh, Nate edged it out, but I remember it looked like Connor came to a complete halt in like the third. Yeah. And yeah. then he came back and he got that second wind. Yeah. So although you want the ref, you know the ref didn't do a bad job. Obviously, uh, he let it go on. You know, I, I, I. But I mean, it's one of those things where you kind of want that definite. All right, man. You know, not that you want to need him to kiss the canvas, but another couple of shots, it looked like it was headed that way. Oh, yeah. Or he was weathering it and possibly. So we have that little bit of never knowing type of thing. There. I think the ref maybe thought this guy doesn't, he hasn't had a professional boxing match. Yeah. I can't just let this pro boxer tee off on him with him not responding. How do you... And, you know, I, I just think that he had two more clean punches. I mean, you yeah. know, in a fight game, anything could happen. Yeah. One, one punch could be a big difference. So I think they they knew he had a lot of career left in them. Floyd's retiring. The yeah. point was made. And he, he had a good show. And why not end it there? I thought it was a fair stoppage. I And uh, it's one of those things where it kind of looked, kind of did look good for everybody. You know what I mean? Like, in other words, it did. Kinda, it was the best case ten, for everybody. Yeah, exactly. Ten rounds. Uh, Floyd did what he said he was going to do. He, he, he said he wanted to make up for that uh, Pacquiao fight because <laughs> mm -hmm. it wasn't exciting. He could have done that in this fight. I feel he could have been in the shell, countered, maybe not lost any rounds. Uh, well, the, the early rounds, it was kind of, he only threw like four punches. <laughs> yeah, it's, <you laughs> right? know, it's interesting. In the first round. Yeah, because I have mixed feelings. You know, like I, I do respect what, what, what was there, what was put out there. Like it's like, let's take a realm that's not really my specialty in, mm -hmm. in, in in such a specific way and but that was then for me there's like when you have the interests of both people in, in mind and that's in the actual fight it does benefit if you think about it and then this is the question that is on an unfortunate question that you can ask it's in their interests for it to go for for a considerable amount of time because if you spend that kind of money to watch a fight like that yeah. and you're promoting the fight i mean that's mayweather promoting it and yeah. connor has something to do with it you and you might want to be thinking about future production, you know, and you might be like, okay, so yeah. we should make these people pay all this money and I'll knock them out in two rounds. I always felt like that was a definite possibility for Mayweather, and uh, and because of his previous history, where he does he, he he does take his time in fights, and he's just a genius. He's very smart, but he presented that model in front of everyone in front of McGregor, and I personally feel 
I could be wrong, but I feel like he didn't have to do that. I think that it was much more available for him to, to you take. Think he you think he could have stopped it I, earlier? I really do. I think he could have taken him apart, to be honest. And I think he was very kind to McGregor. And I feel like, as to, with full respect to McGregor, for getting in there and doing what he did. But I think that Maywood was much kinder than I people think, might really give him credit for. I think it's. <laughs> I think that uh, maybe that's. that's I, I. I. I think Mayweather just. You know. He, you know. Tiger doesn't change his stripes. I think he. He's careful even when he's attacking. And I think the first few rounds, he wanted to make sure that he didn't get caught with anything sneaky and hard. Because you don't, there's no tape on this guy. There's no, the jury's not on this guy. We really yeah, don't yeah, know yeah. how right. he hits. Right. So I think he wanted to wait and just see. And once he realized, oh, he's got nothing, and when he started touching him to the body, and then he started retreating, and he was like, I'm 147 pounds, I'm walking this 170 guy down. Yeah. Then, he really, then he started to say, okay, now it's time to chip away. And then he started, he started putting them shots in the bank. And then he started hitting them with them straight rights. And it, I think that's when he realized, okay, now it's time to turn up the gas. Because McGregor did not, I don't think, I think at some point McGregor didn't, want, I don't know if it was fatigue, but at some point he didn't, he really didn't want to fight anymore. He was a little bit. His body was yeah. saying, yeah. his heart might have been in it, but his body was saying, oh. I that old R. Kelly song. <laughs> My mind's telling me no. <laughs> so now Saturday Night Live, that's huge, man. Now is that every comic's dream to get on it? How did they find you to get on Saturday I Night Live? I did a lot. Of, matter of fact, I, I met Colin here in this club. Um, Colin Quinn? Colin Jose. Oh, who the fuck am I? Saying? Yeah, no. Oh, well, I knew, I knew I knew Colin Quinn Sorry. earlier too. I knew Colin Quinn okay. earlier, but he was well past uh, SNL. When I met Colin Jost, he was head writer, and I remember performing with him. And he was like, "You should come in as a guest writer," and that's how I got in as a guest writer, just from doing stand up. Um, and then once I got in as a guest writer, I, I, I stayed. Um, but yeah, I don't know that it's a dream for every comic. I think it's one of those things, like yeah, you know, like. You don't turn it down. Yeah. But it doesn't it also doesn't feel like the realm of possibility that you'll do it. For stand up at least. You you just always think like it's such a strange, far off thing that you're like, ah, I'll never work you, there. Because you grew up watching it, is that what Well, I mean? because you grow up watching it and you and you see the type of performances that, that they do. Stand up's such a different thing. Stand up is so, you know, it's you're you're you know, you're standing planted and you're just talking. Yeah. So you know, sketch the idea of doing a bunch of sketches and and you know with people that that's all they do. It's yeah. it's a little bit. It's like boxing and MMA. It's comedy both, but it's yeah two completely different things. Where you're like, I don't know that if this is going to translate, if this personality is going to translate in this format. How did it feel? You when have you to first, know other things when you first started doing those sketches compared to doing your standup. Now that's something it's, you're saying. It's different. What it's a lot. It's a lot lonelier scarier it's weird because sketch people always think that stand up is the scariest thing and I always think sketch is the scariest thing <gasps> because when you're in a sketch if it's not working it doesn't work that's it you can't get out of it if I'm I'm in control when I'm doing stand up if, if a bit's not working I could make fun of it not working yeah. I could you know what I mean it, it's yeah. kind of there's a ripcord in there you doesn't, could, I, there's yeah. a parachute I, I don't I don't have to I'm not locked in but if you're in a sketch and it's just dying you know you're just dying man there's nothing you can do How's about it feel? the camera just leaves you <laughs> it's the loneliest feeling in the world and then on SNL it's different because you know you're doing stand up it's at a club uh, you get a bad show you whatever on TV, that's that's it. It's live. Yeah. There's no there's no second takes. There's that's it. You're so it's a little bit right. it's a little bit more uh higher stakes. Yeah. But it's also it's also fun. When it's rewarding, it's extremely re rewarding in the same in the same token. When you grew up as a kid, you were always just a funny kid? Or did you say, you know what, let me what made you want to try stand up? Do I don't know? know. You always well 
I knew I was a funny kid, but you find I don't know. You just try it. I was watching some of your shit. You always you want to try, here. right? Hysterical. Oh, thank you, man. With yeah. the homeless person, you're touching this kid. I'm not going to do a credit, but oh man, you just got a YouTube. Where were we watching that? What was that from? Yeah, that was on YouTube. I mean, you can get the special uh, is on Netflix. What's but, that on Netflix? Give that a, a shout. Uh, Michael Che Matters on Netflix. Yeah, yeah I'm going to watch that, man. No, I was it's yeah, it's uh, you know you. Once you find out you can get paid for doing something yeah. that you would do for free, uh, I, I think that's yeah. You I know, like, anything you know, yeah. you know. I felt like that with the fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'm retired now, but I was getting paid for a while to try to hurt people. But now, that, with the, with the, when your first time up there, like the first time I had a professional fight, it was almost uh, like tunnel vision, Jamie. I don't know if you could, you can, uh-huh, I'm sure you yeah, can relate to that. Absolutely. Like surreal tunnel yeah. vision. Yeah. First time in the UFC, just shit, man. Like <laughs> it was, it was almost like a 3D feeling. Did that feel like that on stage the first time or not even? No. No. No, stand-up's not Look like at that you. at all. You're not Nothing. prepared for that. No. <laughs> What's that? You're not prepared for that. No. It's different. I think with the difference is you trained and trained and trained yeah. and trained to that moment. Yeah. So, in comedy, they just throw you in there. Yeah. And you just whatever happens, happens until you until you develop a callus. Yeah, right. But it's, it's in the beginning. And even still, even still you'll get up there and, and you'll you completely be, eat it. But it's after a bad set, you ever cry in your car? No. Well <laughs> you, maybe not cry. Yeah. Jimmy drive home and be like, I should have said this. I I mean, obviously you learn. <laughs> like in a bad fight, you learn. Like you know what I mean? You the stakes are a lot like if, if you have a bad night. <laughs> Yeah. Something serious could happen. Oh. If I have a bad night, I just wasn't funny. Like it's oh, not the stakes are way lower. That's all. So it, that that helps you. It frees you up. When you think like that, it frees you up to take risk. It's, it frees you up to bomb because you got to bomb. I mean, it's, you got, yeah, everybody it's inevitable. Talk about you have that. to bomb. You have to be okay with it. You you gotta you gotta plan, you gotta know what why it bombed. You have to understand what went wrong. Yeah. And in the fight game, the stakes are a lot. You know, it's a, it's a little bit. It's a little bit different. I feel, well, you know, yeah. about with comedy and stuff, I feel like it's a, in general, I, I don't feel people really necessarily appreciate the depths of of uh, comedy in some ways. Some of my favorite, like, celebrities or actors or whatever are, I like, the, I love Dave Chappelle and I really like Ricky Gervais and, like, when they talk about their craft, mm-hmm. and it is a craft, like, it's real. Oh, it's like, it is. Because people are like, they, they think you just get on the stage or you get on, on the set and, like, make me laugh. As if it's like, just you just pause the out of you and it's no second effort. question they ask you when they ask you if you do comedy make me laugh can you make me laugh can right. you do something funny right now yeah. and you're like no I can't right. <laughs> it's not, no I don't want to but it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah dance yeah. for me yeah, oh, yeah. get the fuck out of here I'm not <laughs> yeah. a fucking jukebox yeah. I'm not right. a jukebox yeah yeah put the money in and I spit the jokes out it's yeah. like yeah, I really appreciated that though like in their interviews like on Inside the Actor Studio they're some of my favourite interviews because it, it, it for me it, it helps people who might not be paying attention to realise how difficult that, that that is it's not it's not a thing that can just be you know just switched on or, or that i understand it's a real process and a real hard work over years yeah a lot mm-hmm. of people don't know and in, and it's very similar to the fight game because you I, I always compare it to the fight game for, only because you're alone yeah. and right. you, you know, you're getting out of it what you're trying to get out of it you know so it's very you know it's very and also we come usually come from shitty backgrounds <laughs> in, order, in order to do it well you got to come from a pretty shitty place but um I, I always feel like uh, people don't really know what it's like to to be your own boss on stage as far as if this is going to go the way I need it to go and I'm going to manipulate it 
to you know to be able to manipulate a room yeah and make them you know it's, it's it's a weird it's a weird science sometimes when you're doing it you don't even realize like i'm gonna make them quiet at this point i'm gonna make them laugh at this. all these they're all strangers they have no idea what i'm gonna say but i'm gonna make them all have the same emotions at the same time for an hour i'm gonna sustain that I'm, i know when they're gonna get weird i know when they're gonna laugh i know when they're gonna get sad i know when they're gonna be engaged i know when they're gonna tune out i know when they're gonna get upset like i know how to do all of that with just sentences right and it, it's a very delicate thing you don't if you if you think about it that way it's impossible but right. if you really just kind of do it it's it ends up I've been, it's, it's an a art, formula right? it's, it's, an a, art. it's an art it's an art there's yeah. a, a science to it it's a very strange thing but yeah most people don't know that they yeah. think it's just dick jokes <laughs> <laughs> after a good set because you've been doing it how long have you been doing stand-up for you said uh almost 10 years now now it you still get that that thrill if you kill like on the I'm not trying yeah, to fucking yeah, rap. Yeah. you always you, yes you always yeah the the thrill of a but it's different it, it's it's got to be on my terms yeah. so like I, sometimes i can kill with some with something that i've done a million times okay. and i don't get any satisfaction out of it because i'm like yeah i know that works but something new ah that works it's like landing um, a new technique exactly it's very similar it's very it's yeah. in that way yeah. I, like i said if we don't make it, it's it's fine. Yeah, 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 yeah stakes yeah. are a lot lower with what, what I do, but it's very similar in the in the uh, approach. What about that weekend update now? Because I, I mean, that's did you feel any pressure jump to doing that? Because oh, I mean, look, Norm Mc, I mean, Norm McDonald, the worst pressure, Chevy in the Chase. World. I mean, you got some. Well, that's when I learned, you know big shoes. That's when I learned <laughs> a lot about comedy because yeah. it was I did everything I just explained. Yeah, I didn't apply to the weekend update. I always oh. I, that's why I hate. I was miserable doing it for about two years. Really? What was that? Well, because you don't. I wasn't having fun with it. Yeah. It wasn't. I wasn't approaching it as comedy the way I approach stand up as comedy. I was afraid of it. I was I, I didn't I didn't I felt like I was I had to do somebody else's job as yeah. opposed to doing what I thought was funny. And after a while you just kind of learn it's it's kind of like having a uh if I were to compare it to the fight like getting a brand new trainer. Yeah. And and he's got you doing this uh, fighting a completely different way like I I remember I watched boxing and um so I'm like oh he's with He's with the Mayweather. He's in the Mayweather gym now. So now he's slipping and he's and he's shoulder rolling. Yeah. And he's that guy's not. He doesn't fight that way at all. You know, like not everybody's a good fit. You know, somebody. You know, I gotta leave my trainer because this guy's got me doing all kinds of things that I don't really do. I come straight ahead or or vice versa. So I, I, it felt like that going into Weekend Update where it was, it was just I was doing something that I thought I had to do and it really wasn't the case I change really, your outlook on I it I should have just well it it enforced something that I knew but I didn't uh, apply yeah I already knew that oddly like I knew that that was the wrong way to go into it but I couldn't help myself because it was just I didn't believe that I could do it but that had to be an honor itself when they did they say alright we want you yeah we it was it was a, it was an extreme honor it was but also like anything, it's it's an honor for the day, and then it's get to work. Tomorrow. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's it's, it's like, oh, that's great. Now you got now you got to yeah. So the, the party's the party's not very long. Yeah, and then you, then it's right back to work. Now with Saturday Night Live, you've seen a lot of guys. And by the way, the new season's coming up, right? New, well, it comes back live se- September thirtieth. Yeah. <laughs> I guess mm-hmm. not new season. Is that what the fuck am I saying? No, yes, new. Season. It is new season. What about it? Is a new it is, season? Yeah, new season. All right. Um, a lot of guys. I mean, you see the alumni from there. 
It's with, insane. Uh, it, My right? first week, I saw I was like I was writing there till like three thirty in the morning, <laughs> and I'm exhausted and I can't get anything to work. And I'm like, I must be the only guy here. And I walk into the hallway and it's Dan Aykroyd pouring a cup of coffee <laughs> because he's working on something too. Wow. Like that's the thing. Once once you get in that building, everybody's equal. That's cool. They could be your legend. They could be legends. They could be your heroes. But once you get in there. Everybody is working on the same lab, get, working to get the same laughs from the same audience, and it's just as hard for everybody. So it's a lot. It's very encouraging when you're like, okay, it's not just me trying to crack this case. And there's a lot of possibilities coming from there. Now, like a lot of people take that and they springboard to uh, like Adam Sandler and Will Ferrell to movies. Yeah. Then other guys go to talk show route. Is there any ink? What, what's your end game? What do you do? You have, or you're just living in the moment? You're like, I, don't know, I love stand up the most. Yeah, like yeah. I, I look at guys like Dave and and CK and Seinfeld and you know they don't they always come back. To, even Chris Rock, like they do, they may do movies or they do certain uh, projects, but they always come back to the road. And it always yeah. feels like their special is the Super Bowl. Their special is the finish line, and and that's kind of, you know, they do all of that so that they can do stand-up in different places, and I always feel like that with me, like, you know, SNL, uh, no one's there forever. SNL's yeah. kind of like a college team where, you know, the only constant is Lauren. The only constant is the coach, you yeah. know? But uh, everybody else moves on to something else, and, and uh, you know, some people... It's movies. Some people, it's it's more stand up or TV. I I you know I I prefer stand up. It's just more free. It's amazing with the stand up. And I was talking about this with uh you know usually Jimmy Norton's here. You know mm-hmm. he's on he's in Iceland doing on vacay. But I talk about it with him, and it's really what amazes me. What I find really interesting is is what you were just talking about. Like when I see people like Jerry Seinfeld, who that obviously the guy doesn't need to make any money from fucking yuck yucks or whatever. <laughs> no, he, I don't know the places, right. but he doesn't really need to make that extra whatever it is. But he's doing it, and he's bombing, or he's doing well, and you see him doing that, and it's like, now that's got to be something he just, he, I still love to do it. There's no other reason to do it. I right? mean, it's the same It's the same as fighting. If You know, yeah. Mayweather has to train as hard for McGregor as he trained for Pacquiao, as he trained for Diego Corrales, as he trained. You have to train that hard. You don't just go in and say, oh, I know what I'm doing. There's no point where that's the case, that, you know, every every. Uh, uh, thing you're gearing up for takes the same amount of work. So even Seinfeld, as great as he is, once he gets on stage, he still has to be in shape. He still has to be sharp. He still has to. Uh, he, he has to see the whole room. He has to. He has to be able to know what's going on. There's two shows going on when you're out there. You know, you got the show you're doing, and then the show they're seeing. Yeah. So a lot of times you're setting up two or three jokes, or you're setting up, you know, the third party set or the second party set, just by listening to the audience. And the audience doesn't realize. The audience just hears the jokes. They think you're coming yeah. up as you go along. But you're setting them up. You're saying, okay, they're uptight. Oh, okay, something happened. Somebody broke a glass. Like you're watching everything that's happening. And then and then you're dictating your set based on that. And it's a, what's amazing about it is not him having to stay sharp with it, but the fact that he even wants to do it. Like, I mean, that's my thing. Like, you don't... He, the guy doesn't have to. He can sit back and just count his money. Or yeah. what, you remember that old Ducktales when he used to swim in the Scrooge McDuck would dive into the money and swim in the, the money no. pit. Yeah, yeah. It was just yeah, fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Am I showing my age? No, I remember the money pit. He used to swim in that thing. I love that he wore a bathing suit. Like, he, <laughs> right? he could just do that in his clothes. He doesn't need a bathing suit. Reality to break his fucking neck, jumping in that thing. <laughs> fucking, yeah. What am I thinking of? But uh, I think it's uh, the love for it. That, that's what really amazes I, me. I think that's a consistent with anyone who's who's like on their on their at their best like you look at like uh, for me like in soccer and football when I watch him like 
you know, you look at your Cristiano Ronaldo's and your Messi's and like those guys are on top of the world for many years. Yeah. And it's like, obviously you're not doing it for the money because if you were, you would have stopped. Well, mm. those high points are so high and you can't recreate it in your living room. You need a live audience. You need, yeah. you know, it's like, it, it, so you got to go out there. If you want, if you're chasing that high, you have to perform. You know, like that's the yeah. only, the only way around it. You yeah. can't, you yeah. can't do that anywhere else. So I, I think, a lot of us, we just we just need that you know that that kind of that rush again. Well, man, listen, I'm looking forward to September 30th, September 30th, 11:30 p.m. NBC set the new season of Saturday Night Live. The great Michael Che will be doing his weekend update and everything else. What else, buddy? What else are we going to promote? What's the Netflix thing again? Give me that again. Give me uh, Netflix. Netflix is Michael Che Matters. It's streaming Shh. now. And actually, Michael has two stand-up shows coming up. Stand-Up yes. Live in Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, yeah. September 15th and six, uh, the 16th. MichaelChain.com. You get tickets there. Yeah. Michael, thanks for hanging out with dude, us, Dude, thank you for having me. This awesome, was fun. dude. All right. Nice we're going to take a break. Hey, everybody. This is Morgan Spurlock. That ugly guy who makes movies is now the ugly guy who's making a brand new podcast called Week in the Knees. Not only are we going to tell you the stories that gobbled up the news every single day, we're going to tell you the ones that were lost because of those stories. Subscribe today. Spotify. Boom. Spotify. It's fun to say. Listen, every episode of UFC Unfiltered is now available, Jamie English, on Spotify. Wow. Did you know that? I did not I'm going to tell you about it now. I know what you're thinking. Wait, Spotify has podcasts? Yes. Your place for all things music now has the world's most popular podcasts. To stream UFC Unfiltered on Spotify, open the app, tap browse, and look for us in the podcast section. It's that easy, Jimmy English. I'm That's pretty easy. I'm excited. I can follow those directions. <laughs> follow us and all your favorites to get new episodes dropped into your library as soon as they drop. For more, head to Spotify.com slash podcasts. That's Spotify.com slash podcasts. All right. That was fun with Michael Che, no? I really enjoyed that. Right? Yeah. Are you getting more comfortable with that mic? Because now am, you yeah. got a weird angle again. I know. I'm, Dude, I'm move weird that like thing that. around. Okay, show that Mike was around. boss. <laughs> but that Michael, Michael Che was a nice guy, man. I like that. You know? Yeah. I like meeting nice people. I'm, I'm always, a, I'm always, a nice guy. I've always been uh, very, huh? I always have very, I'm very interested with comedians because I'm interested how they process their work and stuff. I think yeah, it's, it's, a, it's underrated. It's, like. it's an interesting field. Yeah. With those comedians. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They're very funny. A lot of them kill themselves. I, well, brought that, <laughs> I brought that up. I was problem. on Jim and Sam's show. Uh, Jim Roberts. Jim Roberts. Who the fuck is that? What they have? They I put their names together. Uh, the Jim Norton Sam Roberts show. Uh, I was on the the series show the other day, and they were in there. And then um, another couple of comics were in there also. Bobby Kelly being one, and and we were talking about. Um, I, I brought that up. I go, what, what is it with your profession where? You know, it's, it's like the, that song, the tears from a clown. You guys are all funny, and then you guys just kill you, kill, kill yourselves. Yeah. <laughs> so the Bobby Kelly's like, no, nah, that's 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 not true. And then Jimmy's like, I know seven comics that killed him. <laughs> I go, ah! I go, there you go. Oh, shit. The hell are you talking about? Because they're paying attention to everything. That's the thing. Like with oh, that's what he was saying. That's yeah, what I think that's saying. right. Uh, uh, I'm gonna call Justin Gaethje. By yeah, the way. get Justin Gaethje on the phone. I watched that first episode and I dig it, man. Yeah, yeah. I dig it. I was impressed. I'm getting excited. The coffee's kicking in. I now. can see that. Yeah. You see how sometimes I'm just sitting here and it just kicks in. Is it really coffee? <laughs> what do you think it is? 
Red Bull. I don't know. Crack? <laughs> I threw that on the floor. I grab a monster. I think monsters the fucking. I think they're the ones who. The, I think UFC endorses. Yeah, that's a monster. Yeah. The I said monster. Really so last said time ever unfiltered. <laughs> oh, do we have Justin Gaethje on the phone? This is me. What's up, Justin? You with Matt Sarah and Jamie English on UFC Unfiltered, man? What's up, homie? Not much. Just get some breakfast in before this long day up. Oh, you got the interviews. You that? What are you doing right now? You getting some breakfast? You have a whole day of interviews. How much PR are we doing for this thing? Oh, I don't know. I think we get uh Swinging by TMZ and Sirius, and then heads down to Fox. Oh, you're all over the place. Wait, Sirius, where where are you now? We're in LA. Oh, you're in LA. All right, I'm in. Yes, New- well, we're in New York. I thought if you were over here visiting the Sirius building, I'd be like, why the hell aren't you in studio, Justin Gagey? We would like <laughs> right. you in studio. But listen, man, I caught that episode, and. Uh, what a fun time, man. I want to talk to you about your experience, man. I know what it's like, bro. I both was a contestant and I coached on that thing. So I, uh, how was it for oh, you? Hey, it was a, it was an awesome experience. You know, I'm just uh, a month ago or, you know, a little, a little over a month ago, I was fighting for, you know, fight for what I had never fought in the UFC and really nobody knew who I was. So I go in there and have a great, great performance like I did. And then it just opens the door for all these opportunities that, um, you know, like coaching the ultimate fighter and just the whole experience of, you know, working with eight athletes that are fighting for a world title, all that stuff is, was a great experience. Now, it really was. I mean, your your debut fight, I mean, you came out with a bang, man. I mean, you had hype behind you, undefeated, uh, former champion, and now you're coming over to the big, big show, and uh, you did not disappoint. I mean, I mean, fight of the night, and... Uh, you know, versus a very tough Michael Johnson in a very exciting fight. I mean, tell me about your first time in there. If there was any first-time jitters, I didn't see anything. Was there any difference at all for fighting in the UFC compared to uh, your no, prior fights? I'll be honest, you know, as crazy as it sounds, it was, it was not different. It was, it was actually a little less. I don't know what it was. Uh, I think it was preparation. I think preparation yeah. uh, leads to all those thoughts. And, you know, the negative thoughts, the positive thoughts. And I just worked so hard and I put in so much work and effort into that camp and to be ready for that fight. And, you know, I would, I would have been content with a win or a loss because of uh, how hard I worked to get there. So I think that that's what helped me the most uh, to be ready and confident in the, in that moment. But yeah, I was, I don't know what it was. I was just so ready and confident to, uh, to perform. Now, how did it come about with this? the coaching job now on the ultimate fighter, because I mean, that, that opens, that puts you in a lot of households, man. I mean, I, again, I know from being on there, being that guy that, uh, fought before the ultimate fighter. And then, you know, I had some several fights before that. And then I ended up being on the ultimate fighter. And it was just a different world. I mean, how'd that call come about? How'd you get that call? I was, I got, I was in Vegas, you know, for my fight. And then I came home uh, I fought on Friday, came home Sunday and then they called me on Monday morning and asked me if I wanted to be back Wednesday to start filming. And then, so it was just a, it was just crazy whirlwind <laughs> of uh, of events, you know, in my life. So it, it was a it was a fun little a fun little ride there for you know just getting unexpected calls. My manager was trying to get a hold of me. I, w- I went home and, and left my phone at home and went to the mountains to go eat eat up there and, and enjoy some time and then all of a sudden my girlfriend's phone starts getting blown up and stuff so 
Yeah, it was pretty. It was awesome. It's exciting, isn't it, man? It, I mean, you get yeah. It's it's so exciting. <laughs> now, as a lot an, of hard work. Yeah, man, and, and it's paying off, and and you take advantage of these opportunities, and it just leads to bigger, better things. Now, speaking of opportunities, I, I I'm not sure how you feel about this. If you were on record for. Uh, quoting anything on this now it's been announced that kevin lee is gonna be fighting tony ferguson for the interim lightweight title at ufc uh 216 on september 9th now how do you feel about that um i mean i i i think it's fact if i say if i wasn't coaching the ultimate fighter that i would have thought the interim title fight against ferguson so um you know knowing that that would that might have been the case is you know, something that I could I could let, you know, get, uh, I guess, sad about. But, you know, fighting Eddie Alvarez does it for me. It does everything that I, I came to do here, you know, uh, as far as the challenge uh, that that he brings to the table. He's a former champion, just fought Conor McGregor. Uh, that was his last fight. I'll be his first fight uh, since that fight. So, yeah, I mean, um, the opportunity that I have is great. It would have been great to fight for, for, that, for that interim title. But time is on my side right now. Well, he had that since the Conor McGregor fight. He did fight um, Dustin. Dustin Poirier. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. You're right. It's so funny, man. That was a great fight too. And I said the same thing earlier before air. I go, "No, is this Eddie's first? And it just came back to me also. And I'm surprised I forgot it too because that was a good fight with him and and and, uh, and, and Dustin. But it just ended a little. Yeah, but it was a no contest. So yeah, we'll say it wasn't a fight. Yeah. It didn't happen. But it definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but he definitely showed that. Uh, you know, he showed that Eddie Alvarez heart though, because that fight alone was was very uh, exciting. How do you feel you match up with uh, with Eddie Alvarez? I think it's a great matchup for me. Um, I, I, I'm much more athletic, uh, you know, faster. He's, he's he's getting you know he's getting older. He's getting up there towards the end of his career. That's fact. Um, I think my leg kicks are going to be just very detrimental mm-hmm. to his uh, his lead leg. And then, yeah, I mean, I'm working with just getting better every day. I'm just ready to fight Eddie Alvarez. I've been watching him since I was in high school. I was a fan of him, been a fan of him forever. Still am a fan of his, so um, I'm excited to get punched in the face by him. Huh. <laughs> Chris, the producer, how old is Eddie Alvarez now? And it's not saying, sometimes it doesn't even matter how old. It matters how many wars the guy's been through. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. I know he's, he's not that old, but he's definitely he's definitely. No, he's 33. not. He's, he's not 30. 33 yeah 33 with a ton of battles maybe. a ton of battles but i mean so so much experience uh he, he has so much more experience than i do when it comes there so uh you know especially with that fight with conor mcgregor it's not like he's gonna be nervous walking to the walking to the cage to fight me so um he definitely uh has me in that department uh justin i just always wanted to ask you a quick question there you brought up that um you know there's a possibility of you using your low kicks against uh, Eddie, and and that's something that I wanted to ask you about because I know you've actually stopped a number of your opponents just with leg kicks alone, or the combination of the fear of the leg kick, and then you can land some punches that you may not have uh, clearly had to opportunity to do that. Is that something you've worked on throughout your career, or is it a bit more? You know, have you be, have you noticed that you've had such success with it that you're bringing it out more? You know. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't focus on it by any means, but I mean that is that is who I am. That's how I fight. I'm constantly going to be um, kicking your legs. Nobody, I mean, if you, especially people that have never fought, you guys, you guys know how how bad it hurts to get kicked in the leg. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, it takes away a lot of their tools. And then 
uh, you know, they start thinking. And once they, once I am able able to control their thought process, then yeah, I'm able to you know, start leading the dance anywhere I want to go. Yeah, that's the plan with Eddie. Um, that's the plan. Of any fight is to lead the dance and, and start with leg kick. Start low and then work to the head. Right. And I notice also that you're tra- uh, training now with uh, Trevor Whitman. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Yeah, my whole career I've been with Trevor. Right. And and um, you mean that man has got a serious CV, you know, with world champion boxers, and of course he's worked with the likes of Donald Cerrone, George St. Pierre. And he's got a great uh, stock there. Did you find that uh, working with him has been has been you know successful for you in in, in the terms of what you've been doing you can you equate a lot of the strategy and the yeah. training to, to be down to your trainer yeah absolutely um I'm, i was so blessed to be able to, or to just by chance walk into trevor's gym uh yeah he's you know he took me as a wrestler and never you know a lot of people a lot, a lot of coaches might try to make me be a wrestler seeing as i am a wrestler but trevor has taken my athletic ability and and molded it, me into a striker which is what i want to be and I think if I wouldn't have come across Trevor, I would have, I would not be as successful as I am in this sport. Oh, that's great. Now, Justin, I, I just want to get back to this other fight, just only because these guys, these guys, uh, you know, Tony Ferguson and Kevin Lee fighting for the interim UFC lightweight title. Uh, you'll be, fi- you know, things go as planned. You'll be facing one of these mofo's. You know, how do you think that fight's going to play out with with uh, Ferguson versus Lee? You know, it's it's a pretty interesting, pretty interesting fight. I mean, uh, they both they both want to, you know, they both finish prim- primarily uh, on the ground. I don't know, honestly. I think Tony should win. I've never been super impressed with Tony's skills, his skill set. But I think uh, he's got the heart, you know, heart of a champion per se. Um, so I think it, it, they get in a couple grappling exchanges and, and a couple scrambles and then i think eventually tony starts you know ending up on top and probably late in the second round and maybe he ends up getting a tko in the third oh you going for the tko in the third it's calling ferguson wow <laughs> late third yeah and now he has some ground and pound now as far as with uh yourself do you feel you match up with that styles make fights would you have a preference yeah. or do you think either one of them you know, with your style, it doesn't matter. I would like to fight Tony. You would? Tony's the guy. I, yeah, that would, that's the fight I want. Um, just in general. I, the way he carries himself annoys me, so that'd be fun to punch him. And then, um, yeah, I mean, he's he's number two in the world right now, so that's who I would want to fight, without a doubt. Well, that's intriguing. How does he carry? Do you mean he carries himself outside of the cage, or how is he carrying inside the cage? Uh, just, I don't know, outside the cage. Outside the cage? Does it have anything to do with him wearing the sunglasses inside? Talk to me. Now's your time. (laughs) Yeah, I'll fight him at the discotheque when he's ready. (laughs) He likes wearing the sunglasses. I know it is inside. Some guys do that. I wonder if they do that because... When he he says, like, uh, Kevin Lee's not on his level, so he shouldn't fight him. Shit like that. It's like, are you... Do you want to fight or do you not want to fight? I mean, I like it. Yeah. Now, listen, we're going to be talking soon to uh, one of the contest, one of your team members uh, on uh, on Tough Twenty Six, uh, Nico Montano. 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 Yeah. 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 Tell me a little bit, a bit about her. Was she was she a, a pleasure to teach or not at all? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. They were. Um, she was especially. She's come from come from such a small town uh, in Arizona. So yeah, just she's coming. She's so tough. So tough. Um, oh, man. It's 
you guys she's number 14 seed I believe but um, whoever did these seats did not they underestimated the shit out of Nico Montano Ah, very interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Right? Did, did you find it, was it easy to, uh, are, are these athletes particularly coachable, uh, Justin, or is, is it difficult to get your, they, your method across? Because no, obviously they were. these are brand new people to you, aren't they? So. Yeah, they're brand new, but you know, they're, they at the end of the day, they're all fighting for a world title. The Ultimate Fighter is such, you know, this was a little different than, um, you know, a group of 16 guys or girls fighting for one spot, you know, at the bottom of the UFC. Now these, they were there fighting for the belt. You know, they know that at the end of the day that one of them is going to be a world champion at the end. Right. And so, yeah, they were all coachable, all there to work. Uh, none of them were there to, you know, get, even after the, the girls that lost, they were there at practice every single day. None of them were making excuses. It was a great experience. It really was. Oh, that's great. Well, that's awesome, man. And listen, I know you don't have a date set for your bout with uh, Eddie Alvarez. When it does get announced... Hopefully you come over here and announce it on here. If you're ever in New York, I want you in studio with us, Justin Gaethje, and then I'll take you out for some in. pizza afterwards, all right? Brilliant. I'm in. <laughs> all right, Justin. Let's give a proper uh, a proper plug here. Every Go ahead, Christopher. Uh, every Wednesday, 10 p.m. on FS1. You can watch season 26 of The Ultimate Fighter, a, a, a new world champion. Very good. <laughs> thank you, Justin. Thank you, Justin. Hey, thank you, guys. Uh, I'll talk to you uh, soon. Definitely, man. Take no, care, no. bro. Thanks for hanging out Take with care, us. Take care, mate. All right. All right, later. That's Justin Gaethje, a very entertaining fighter. And uh, and I'm, this season got started off right, man. I'm enjoying it. Yeah, me too. I'm man. happy for Roxanne. You yeah. know, yeah. that was a great fight. Yeah. And uh, she's shown that, uh, hey, man, it didn't work out for her the first time. Now she's back in a different weight class that looks like it's more suitable for her. She has a great team behind her in Syndicate that she's definitely can't say enough about. So I really like that. And uh, I, like the, I like how she's looking. Yeah, her, her footwork is you. That's the most noticeable thing to yeah. me. I mean, obviously her hand speed and everything, but her footwork is the belief in that strike and the striking, yeah. the yeah. belief in it. She's and she's so, stuff together. She's so passionate that you can see that. Yeah. She lives no, she's very nice. Very nice, very nice that, girl. Yeah. I like to see nice people do well. Yeah, Jamie English. Me too. <laughs> you know. <laughs> All right, uh, I gotta take a little pee pee. Let's take a quick break and then we'll get back and we're gonna talk to Nico Montagna. Oh, boom! All right, everybody, we're back. You didn't go to the bathroom, did you? No. I did. Yeah. Little pee pee. I just went right to you. <laughs> Why do I say that to you and just stare at you like a creep? What's up, buddy? How you you having fun? I'm loving oh, it. Let me tell you, the show missed Jamie English. Thanks very much. You know? 100%. Happy to have you, man. Did you see Ray Longo on the Tuesday Night Fights last night? <sighs> Longo was on Dana White's... Uh, Tuesday yeah. night, content, what is it? Tuesday night? Contender series. Contender series. Yeah. Yeah, Matt Frivola. He got a good win fight. there, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he did a really good, really really good win. Yeah. He trains with uh, over at, with Longo and Wyman, yeah. and he also trains with uh, uh, a, a buddy of mine from uh, Matt Arroyo, who was a um, contestant on The Ultimate Fighter okay. Season 6. Right. He was on my team. Oh, very, wow. very good kid. I like that Matt Arroyo a lot. And he's got a school in, uh, in Tampa, Gracie oh, Tampa. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Crazy Tampa South? All right. I'm guessing. Okay. Uh, I know, no, it is Crazy Tampa South. All right. But Matt Arroyo, very good in jiu-jitsu nice. and a very good, solid dude. 
<laughs> Although I'll give you a little fun fact. When I got up, uh, I was supposed to fight Matt Hughes after that that Ultimate Fighter season, and Matt Arroyo came to, to, to train a little bit there because he was going to fight in the finale, on the finale card. And uh, I, got, I got cooled down after doing a lot of training, and then I went to show a technique on him. He asked me about a technique, and it was from like mount where you're sitting and you're pulling up a head. So I went to do it, and I'm like, ah, I feel like I got stunned, oh, and no. I herniated two discs. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, Matt Arroyo. You <laughs> fucked that up. Not only kid, he's a good kid. <laughs> uh, all right, we're getting Nico Montano. 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 Oh, Montano, Montano. Let's call the whole thing off. All right. Is that a song? <laughs> I'm just an asshole. It is now. It is now. Oh, Jamie English. Jamie English, you're a single dude? Or you, uh, or you, or you got a girlfriend? I'm single. Oh, she on the phone? Yes. Hello, oh. Nico. Yes. How are you, Nico? It's Matt Sarah and my buddy Jamie English. You're on UFC Unfiltered. All right. Isn't that, ex- isn't that exciting? I'm excited. I'm Definitely. Excited. Nico, your last name is Montano. Montano. Yes. Could you pronounce it so I know I'm saying it right? Montano. Montano. Chris, go. the producer. Why are you correcting me? No, I think I said you did it right. You Nico Montano. All right, thank you very much. Hey, best name ever, Nico. Thanks for hanging out with us, Nico. What are you What are you doing right now? I just got done eating some breakfast, so now I'm actually walking up en route to my room. Now I heard you're from Albuquerque, correct? Yeah. Now is it strange when people go, "Oh, you're in Albuquerque. You must train with uh, that super gym, Jackson and Wink," and then you go, "No, but you don't, do you?" No, I don't. So it it is pretty. It's pretty common to hear that, but uh, I definitely name drop my gym, Fit in HB, whenever they do, whenever I get asked that question. What's the name of it? Fit in HB, Fighters and Training, No Holds Bar. Now, what if you're not fit? What if you're a fat guy? I can't train there if I wasn't. Into- <laughs> <laughs> what if I had some slices of pizza? It's, fit- it's only for the fit or you don't discriminate? No, it's for <laughs> everybody. It's Fighters and Training is what it stands for. Oh. My 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 bad. I you know I, I mean I used to be really fit when I fought, but ooh, fit when I fought. Ooh. Nico, tell me about your experience in the house. Now listen, I've been there, Nico. I've been there. I like seeing the name Nico. You notice that? It's a nice name. It's awesome. I I've been there, so I know what it's like to spend uh, six weeks without any social media, without talking to loved ones. Right? It was the same 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 deal. Yeah. No. How how'd you yeah. handle, how'd you handle that? I think I handled it well. I treated it as like a super camp, you know. Um, I appreciated not being bothered, really. <laughs> so so it was pretty easy to fall into the routine of just, you know, going for that belt, fighting for that belt, every day waking up and getting going so that I can make priorities happen. And it was awesome. Now, you're in a, you, you grew up in a small town, right? In yeah. Arizona? I got to ask you. Mm. How small was it? That was Jamie English's question. I go, Jamie, don't ask how small the the the, the town was. Was it? I, I go, it's not going to go over. It's not a good joke. How how big was your town? How many people were your town? Um, no more than a thousand, I'd say. What? It's a little town called Lugachigai, Arizona, right on the reservation, the Navajo reservation. Wow. Now, what's that like? Now, I guess in in like in junior high and high school, like everybody kind of dated the same people. Right? I don't <laughs> no, know. Is this a weird thing? Was, Is this a weird question? <laughs> no, it's not a weird question, but it's a pretty um, it's a pretty awesome question because it's kind of hard to find girlfriend and boyfriends out on the res. 
Typically, we, so we run off of a clan system. So my first clan is Twitch Eat Me or Bitter Water in translation. So if I walked up to a guy and I liked him, I'd be like, what are your clans? And we have these four clans that if we're related and we have the same clans and we can't date because in theory, um, if my first clan is Twitch Eat Me and his first clan is Twitch Eat Me, we're brother and sister, even though we're not like blood like yeah it's not you're being targaryen <laughs> i don't know if you watch game of thrones you watch game of thrones <laughs> no i no, forget it all right there's a lot of incest on that show are you native <laughs> a- <laughs> sorry nico are you native american i am i'm navajo navajo oh, wow that's great that's wow. exciting yeah i don't know why yeah. it's exciting but it, it is. is it just is <laughs> it just is exciting <laughs> so you meet a guy and you're like all right what, what, what clan are you from and he's from a clan that, that's familiar with your clan, then you can't date. Is that what you just said? Exactly. Oh, yeah. wow. That's not like Romeo and Juliet stuff. It is, but uh, yeah, so. West Side Story. I keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love him. No, so you got out of there. You got out of your little Arizona <laughs> town, all right? And uh, yeah. you, you, when did you make the move to Albuquerque? About two years ago, two and a half years ago. I made the move, and it's been treating me well. Now, you went there strictly for training, or? Yeah, yeah, for training. I was um, I went to school in, in Durango, Colorado, because Fort Lewis has free tuition for Native Americans, and then I started doing jiu-jitsu there at a little jiu-jitsu school, and then through them I started fighting, and the promoters who would put on the fights at the local reses and stuff are my coaches now at Fit in HB, so I kind of got to know them before I even made the move out there, and knew that it was going to be a great fit, and it totally was. It That's great. That's great that you're, you're uh, carrying your flag high. Fit, yeah. Fit HB? And HB. There we go. All letters. <laughs> Thank you, Krista Producer. <laughs> All right, so now that this show is airing, now are you, do you, how does it feel like knowing that you're going to be in so many households? Like this thing changed my life. I'll tell you right now. It's such a huge, yeah. such a huge opportunity. You know, and you get to showcase your, sk- showcase your skills to so many people. I mean, how how does that feel for you? It feels awesome. It uh, it it takes off a lot of stress for me because now I can actually validate why I train so much and so hard. You know, why I devote all of my time into training. So people watching will be able to to understand why why I spend so much time doing it because I love it and it's because I do get better at it daily. You know, um, physically, mentally, and Spiritually, even it, it definitely centers everything for me. Um, so I'm pretty excited to see how it all plays out, especially as an onlooker too. You know, yeah. I I have my own perspective in the house, and I'm pretty biased on how things probably should look. So I'd like to see where, it's, where what's going on. Oh, very cool. 28 years old. Now you pretty much did you grow up on mixed martial arts? Have you been watching for a long time? What got you into it? I I kind of started a little late. I was probably around 22. No, that's a lie. I was probably around 25, actually, when I started getting into fighting. Um, Jiu-jitsu is somewhere where I started before that, doing jiu-jitsu tournaments. And my dad was a boxer, so I kind of grew up around it. And I wrestled for two seasons in, like, middle school. So it's something that, you know, I, I enjoyed, I liked, but nothing that I really had a passion for until just recently and your family's uh behind you with this they cool they worried they are you know my mom is worried my grandma gets worried a lot of my aunts don't even want to watch me fight because they don't want to see anybody get punched in the face 
<laughs> but uh, <laughs> it is what it is. And now tell me about Justin. We just talked to uh, your coach on the show, Justin Gaethje. How was it like working with him? It was awesome. You know, um, I feel like a lot of our, a lot of the girls on the team um, were like hashtag it was meant to be all season long because a lot of the time what they were, what our coaches were saying and what Justin was implementing um, just felt so close to heart with a lot of our reasons to be there in the house, you know, our passions, our motivations. Um, but also his wrestling style is so similar to mine and my coaches. So when I went on to the show, we were basically learning the exact same things, um, in my, in my training camp before getting on the show. So a lot of the stuff made sense. It wasn't anything new and it felt right at home. And yeah, these guys just have this magnetic energy of making everyone feel at home. So it was awesome. It was a great environment. I noticed that um, this is obviously a new division now in the UFC, the flyweight division, and you've competed mm-hmm. at bantamweight and, and flyweight, and obviously with being 2 now in the flyweight division, that's seemingly more your your weight. Would you, was that something that would be correct for me to say, like you're much more comfortable at this weight, this gives you, you feel like gives you your best options for, for winning there and being successful in, in, in your career? I do. I uh, I went undefeated as an amateur for 135, I started off as a bantamweight, and I was like, okay, cool, I can keep this going through my pro career, and then my first pro fight was at 135, and I won, um, but the second two 135 fights, I had lost. It was They were both to decision, one was split, um, but I definitely feel like I can pull off what I want to pull off at 125. You know, I have my strength to back me, and I can really rely on my technique, Um so, yeah, I, I feel like I'm not scared at all to be moving around in the cage with another 125er. 135ers have a whole different feel <laughs> to them when yeah. their hands get, when yeah. their hands come through your chin. Now, Nico, I enjoyed the hell out of the first episode, okay? I watched it. It was great. This, this Yes, it's exciting. Are you psyched? Are you psyched to be That's watching it? totally am, yes. yes. It's so exciting. Now, what do we have this season? Is that a good indication of what's to come, this first episode, which I enjoyed so much? is Are the fights, do they live up to it? Talk to me. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> they do. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of rumors going around, a lot of trolling saying girls on the season, only girls on the season isn't going to be like, we ain't going to live up to the hype of tough reality show, but, you know, everyone's going to be pretty entertained. These fights were not only like, Dad as, but these ladies are were in the house to kill, you know, each and every one of them are going after a belt, so all the more motivation and everything is, yeah, I, I can't really say too much without giving a lot away, but I know. definitely stay tuned and you'll be entertained for sure. Well, you got me sold, Nico. I'm watching. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. And listen, I know uh, you're all the way in Albuquerque, but if you're ever in the Big Apple. We want you here in studio with us to hang out. Yay, okay. All right. All right, right listen. On. Best of luck. We're going to be watching every what, Chris the producer? Uh, Wednesday on FS1. <laughs> very good. Yeah. Very good. Nico, thanks so much for hanging out with us. Thank you, guys. All right. Best, best of luck to you. Take care. Thanks, Nico. Take care, Nico. Thank you. All right. That was the, 
Nico Nico Montano. Yep. Said it right. Yeah. Chris produces fucking with me. <laughs> <laughs> right? All right. Look, she seems psyched, man. Yeah, very That's much. It's interesting. That thing with the whole, I, the, the Native American, where you're dating a clan with this clan. That and, was it. Very uh, right? educational for me there. I thought yeah, it absolutely. was. I was like, oh, okay. You know? Yeah. Let's talk about this weekend, uh, Chris, the producer. What fights do we have to look forward to this weekend? Um, well, it's UFC Fight Night Volkov versus Struve. It's this Saturday, September 2nd from Rotterdam, Rotterdam the Netherlands. The main card starts at 3 p.m. Eastern. It's all on Fight Pass. Right. Uh, and then the prelim started at 11.30 a.m. Eastern time. Main event is uh, Volkov versus Stefan Struve. Marion Raynaud was supposed to fight Jermaine Durandame, but Jermaine had to pull out. Uh, and now she's been replaced by uh, Talita Bernardo, who's Ooh. making her UFC debut. Bernardo? Yeah. Okay. No, you're just... I just like to say the word. Uh, like some, names, say, I, some names, are, names this, are fun this, to say. This main event could be the tallest main event in UFC history, I think. It's true, man. Oh I, yeah, well, um, anything Struve is in, right? Seven so. foot. Six foot tips. seven. Yeah. <laughs> They're like massive human beings. Yeah, how, how tall is uh, is Alexander? Yeah, Volkov's six seven. You're absolutely right. And, how tall and is Struve Stephen? is seven feet, right? Yeah, he's... <laughs> it's insane. Yeah. Well, well, be, I think someone could fly out the cage. I want to see the way Struve... It goes with a guy that that tall though. Well, that goes for both of them. They both usually probably have the the, the height on guys. I would imagine they right? both used to fight I'd, I'd people so smaller. Yeah. And it's interesting with that because you've seen with John Jones before he got in all the, the whole debacle. Uh, you know how he how the one guy that was as tall as him, well, who's also a very gifted fighter. It's not like yeah, he's just yeah. a tall dude. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Which was um, uh, Gustafson. Yeah. You know, gave him such a hard time. That was his. That was his another tall fight. guy. Was OSP. Tall, yeah. You know? I mean, I don't think he's six seven. Well, he's but... up. He's tall in DC. I'll tell you that. You much. know, those yes. two, those two fellas have got an interesting fight because one of them's more of a grappling, got more submission, yeah. more victories. The other one's got more TKO victories. Uh, not especially, you know, not especially like not like maybe you would as a heavy, you might not say like he's the devastating puncher, but he's got the most victories in his fights by TKO. Yeah. And then you got Stefan, you know, with uh, his. It's so it's interesting to see, you know, how that will match up because. One's looking for more of a, a knockout, and the other one's looking for the grappling submission. That's, that's UFC Fight Pass. That's three PM is the main card. Yeah, yeah it starts. Yeah. All right, all right, and that's that's you said Saturday. Yeah, this Saturday, September second. All right, yeah. I'm just saying this. I, I repeat things a lot, so it gets like imprinted in my brain. No, hundred percent. <laughs> we also got Zabit uh, Magomed Sh- uh, Sharapov, who. Um, uh, oh, Zabit! When is Zabit yeah. fighting? He's the second fight in on the on the prelims. So. Oh, on the prelims. Yep, he's fighting Nick Hine. Well, I'll tell you, I can't. I list this is a beat. Uh, I, 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 Ricardo was Ricardo Meda, a great, you know, yeah, Cashahal, yes, big dog. <laughs> yeah, he was in the in studio last time. He was he can't talk, say enough about this kid and the great oh. coach Mark Henry. Oh, he yeah. was saying that uh, yeah. he could not say enough about this guy. Oh, that's great. So I don't that's know if exciting. you're familiar with him, but he's supposed to be a bad mofo. Yeah, I've, 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 I've seen the beat. His, I've seen some of his. Oh. Very impressive. Jamie English. Now, um, anything else? I'm trying to think. There's something else that we have to promote here. I think we're pretty much good. Right. Um, what else are we forgetting? And what do we got going on for next week? Do we know? Um, I don't know. We could talk off air. I'm not All sure. Right. Well, you know, I like the party. Oh, you know uh, what? Actually, I will mention because... Uh, name a couple of fights. Well, go ahead, go well Monday is Labor Day. Oh! 
So we won't be recording on Monday, but the episode's going to come out as normal on Tuesday, but it'll just be later in the day because we're recording I, on Tuesday. I'm so. coming in on Tuesday, you're saying? Correct. Yes. No, I'm glad I got the fucking memo. Well, just uh, if really you're quick, <laughs> really quick. There was a couple fights that I wanted to talk about that just got mentioned, that got confirmed. Oh, yeah. Where are they? You got them on the second. Only because I like saying a certain name. Uh-oh. Kobe Covington. Kobe Covington. <laughs> Kobe Covington. <laughs> Jamie. Jamie. Don't do it. Jamie. Kobe Covington. <laughs> oh, it's fun. I'll tell you what's not fun. Fighting fucking Damian Maya. I was just going to say. Well, that's who he's fighting. Am I correct with that? Because yeah, I don't have it in right, front of yeah. me. Damian yeah. Maya. Yeah. Where the fuck is Here, take here. Fucking throw this shit on the floor. <laughs> the fuck is this? All right. Look, J- Jamie was able to follow it perfectly. Look at these. He's perfectly in order. All right. Oh, I'm, sometimes I'm out of order, but okay. yeah. well, you got us. I like when you're out of order. <laughs> All right. Damian Maya is fighting Colby Covington. I like that. In Brazil. In Brazil. Col- yeah. I'll, tell you about, I'll tell you about Colby Covington. He don't give a beep. Yeah, he, a fuck. He doesn't, he doesn't give a fuck. He no. He's got, I forgot I could curse him. He's, I mean, because that guy, him and Gamebred. Who Hoy Masvidal? They're going on that Easy Money tour. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm. I'm pretty sure the last. Can we get? Col- why don't we get Colby Covington on the goddamn phone? All right. When is he fighting? That's in October. All right. We have a little bit of time. Yeah, I want that guy on this. On this. Uh, on this podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I'm making now he's got some attitude, Colby Covington, and he's kicking the shit out of people. You know Vi- what yeah, I mean? Violently. He's a violent, and I like to hear. I want to hear this. This. This whole. Um, uh, easy money tour that he's on. Okay, because himself and Gamebred are on. They're like they're on. The, they announced they're on uh, easy on easy money tour. Okay. Right? Am I making that up? No, Is that what they said? Absolutely. Am I misquoting? Yes. Nope. You're 100 percent right. And that gets my attention. So, what? <laughs> what kind of tour? Easy money. This is scary. So Damian Maya doesn't sound like easy money anywhere. No. And uh, and I'll tell you. Since Colby is Colby Covington, I'm sorry. What was that? It's a like Jamie English. That? I just don't call you. I call you Jamie English. I don't call you Jamie. But Colby Covington is good friends. Like I said, with uh, Jorge Masvidal, who just lost to Damian Maya not too long ago. So you know, it could be a little, um, you know, a little redemption for his buddy. Yeah, avenge me. He didn't say that. Nobody's going to avenge Gamebred. Gamebred's a bad motherfucker. That's right. I like. He's fighting. You know, he's fighting uh, Wonder Boy. Oh, is he? Yes. Do you know when? No. You know who does? Yeah. Chris, the producer. Chris. But That's at the garden they're fighting. Oh, oh yeah. Is that God. on the same fight as George? Yep. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, what? GSP and Bisping are yeah. headlining that. Yeah, card. yeah, yeah. Oh, this one will fuck. I got to take it back. I was about to say, this one will get your dick hard. But I, 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 forget where, I forget that we're talking on air. Uh, Joe Lazone versus Clay Guida. Oh, oh huh? Clay Guida? Wow. That's a great fight. And that's wow. November 11th in Norfolk, yep. Virginia. <laughs> oh, man. And then, oh, Joanne Calderwood is fighting Beck Rawlings. Yeah. That's a good fight. And that's at Flyweight. Oh, wait. That's at Women's Where is she Flyway. from, Joanne? She's from... She's from Scotland. She's from Scotland. Oh, there you go. That makes sense. This one's going to be in Australia. Yeah. Just You can't interview her because you won't understand anything that she says. No. <laughs> the Who's Scottish that? accent is brutal. Yeah. She's something <laughs> right out of Braveheart, that chick. <laughs> yeah. That's great, man. She's tough, though. That's a good fight. And this is also a good fight. Uh, Paige Van Zandt versus uh, yes. Yes. Jessica I. And this is the first time, I should say, is it the first time that Jessica I is going to be at uh, Flyweight? In the UFC, it'll be, obviously, because they haven't had it. But I don't know if she, earlier in her career she fought at Flyweight, but uh, she's been fighting at Bantamweight. So. Yeah, well, don't ruin yeah. my momentum. I'm only kidding. You're fine. All right, what else do we got? 
Is that it? I think we had a great time today. I loved it. Very good time? It's great. It's great. Am I overshooting my... uh, I had a a really good time. No, I really enjoyed it. How come you haven't been back? Um, I've been extremely busy. I'm a very important person. How come you you put me right to voicemail? Oh, it's true. I do, yeah. And then you pick up a Christopher Dusen. Listen to me, man. It's very persuasive, man. There you go. He got um, right back to me. Listen yeah. to me. I'm so happy you came in today. Thank you very much All for right. having me. Are you going back to Atenzo? What are you doing now? Uh, I'm going to go. My nephew's visiting me. Yeah? So I'm going to take him around, get some lunch or something, and then I'm going to go back to the academy. Did I play? I was playing John Wick in virtual reality. You did well, I'll tell you that. about that on the subway because we got to go. <laughs> okay. God, was it fun. I enjoyed it. Oh, I was sweating during it. You got to move around with that virtual reality. It's not like the old uh, no. Donkey Kong back no. in the day. Don't You're just moving sit there twiddling thing. your thumbs, right? Yeah, twiddling something. Where's oh. Jimmy Norton right now? <laughs> Listen, all right, people. Thank you for hanging out with us. We always have a good time at UFC Unfiltered. And also, let me tell you something. If you guys are listening to this and you're not leaving a comment and you're not leaving a rating, Chris, the producer, how do they do that? Yeah, they can go on Apple Podcasts and they can find the show, UFC Unfiltered, and leave a nice rating and a nice comment. Anywhere they can find it. Spotify. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's Spotify. We talked about it Thank before. You. Yeah. Well, that, would, that would be smashing. All right. Smashing. Everybody, have a great Labor Day, and we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye, guys. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel.